Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. 第十三节，你们要进窄门，因为引到灭亡，那门是宽的，路是大的，进去的也多。And the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. 引到永生，那门是窄的，路是小的，找着的人也少。Especially focus on that phrase, the way is narrow that leads to life. And now let's turn to the first letter of Peter. First Peter chapter 2. And verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Notice the phrase, so you have, so you may proclaim the excellencies of him. And then in 1 Peter chapter 4, and verse 10 and 11. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another in good as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. 若有讲道的要按着神的圣言讲，若有服侍人的要按着神所赐的力量服侍，叫神在凡事上因耶稣基督得荣耀。原来荣耀全能都是他的，直到永永远远。阿门。Let's and Lord, how we proclaim that all glory belongs to you. And Lord, we want to consider today how your glory can shine forth here. For Lord, you have put us in a place and called us to proclaim your excellency. It's our desire that in our midst you would be glorified. So we pray that you quicken your word for us. That we may see things your way. This wonderful place you've put us 
Now my sharing today is actually came out of uh, something the Lord put on my heart a few months ago, and it actually it relates to the theme of our Memorial Weekend conference. Uh,今天早上我所要交通的，其实在好几个月前主就把这些话放在我的心中，呃，是跟那个呃国商节的特会有关的。it really relates to the way of the church, and specifically, how practically do we meet together? And more importantly, how do we meet together in such a way that it expresses the life of Christ? And as we talked this morning, I have two illustrations. One I'll describe as walking on a railroad uh, rail. And the other one has to do with cherry blossoms. We'll see if you notice those when we get there. So we're reading, we're, we're looking at verses from uh, Peter's first letter. And first Peter, if we, if we know that letter, we know that he wrote this to those Christians who were spread and scattered by persecution. In fact, in the very beginning, he says in verse 1 of chapter 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout, and he lists the places. So this letter really is to those who are actually in very difficult situations. And then we find, as we read this letter to our surprise, that it's a letter full of challenge to holiness. Instead of just saying, comforting those who are suffering, he calls them to live fully the life of Christ. And there seems to also be another theme of emphasis on the glory of Christ. Now we know glory is one of those things we can't define. But for most of the time for us, glory really amounts to the presence uh, and beauty of God himself. It's not something we can ever create. So we find in this letter glory as, as it brought up several times. We're reminded that glory is seen in Christ. We're reminded that glory will be seen, that Christ will be glorified in eternity. 
we're told that we actually can partake in this process of, of Christ being glorified. And that in fact that glory is showing forth now. So let's just look at a couple of those verses uh, as we get started here. If we turn over to Second Peter, just one verse there, Second Peter chapter one, verse sixteen through eighteen. Here we're reminded that Peter, like the other apostles, saw the glory of Christ in person. Peter writes, For we did not follow cleverly designed tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For, we, for when we received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic, by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him in the holy mountain. 乃是亲眼见过他的威容，他从父神得尊贵荣耀的时候，从极大荣光之中有声音出来向他说：“这是我的爱子，我所喜悦的。”我们同他在圣山的时候亲自听见这声音从天上出来。So this reminds us of Peter being there at the Mount of Transfiguration.所以在这个经节就提醒我们，彼得在那里是在那个变化山上。And there is a case where the glory was physically manifest. But God's glory was manifest in Christ his whole life here. And we're reminded of John writing in first in the first chapter of we beheld his glory full of grace and truth. So our Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus brought the glory of God to this earth. So Let's turn back to First Peter, chapter one. So that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So there we see this glory that's to be given to Christ. Somehow we're caught up in it. Our faith is wrapped up in this. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. 你们虽然没有见过他, 却是爱他, 如今虽不得看见, 却因信他, 
Obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. So notice in verse 8 that we are to greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So this glory is not just limited to Christ when he was on earth. It's not limited to just then in, in eternity when everything will glorify Christ. Our walk is involved in that glory. And we can participate and that glory will be in our lives now. And it's our desire that others would see Christ. To touch that glory. How could that possibly happen? Well, as the verses we read already in chapter 2, the Lord has done an amazing thing. He didn't just save a bunch of sinners. But he's put us together in something much grander. As, as Peter writes here in chapter 2, verse 9. Notice he doesn't say you might be or maybe this is true or this is theoretically possible. The Lord tells us, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. These are amazing phrases. All the world is filled with the human race and all their different flavors. And yet the Lord says, you are chosen. We don't have time to go on each of these, but just to, uh, just to get started. A royal priesthood. We're a people where everyone is a priest to God. And we're a royal priesthood, that is, we're priests of the king. We've been directed so much to consider our place in the kingdom and our king these last weeks. So we are kingly priests. We're a holy nation. Most nations aren't holy at all. A holy nation means a nation set apart, separated, and pure. That has to be the Lord's work. And a people for God's own possession. A people, in a sense, owned by Him. 
Do these phrases describe us? When we look around, is that what we see? Or when we look around the world, is, is our Christians all over obviously these things? And sadly, we have to say most, we have to say no. We usually don't see this this real, this reality. And so our question this morning is how do we function as these wonderful titles? Before we go on, let's look at that second half of that verse. For it has our purpose. So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we have this clear statement of what we're supposed to be all about. We're to be about expressing His That's why we're a royal priesthood. And to, to simplify it, we are to the glory of Christ should be coming forth so it leads to the question of why do we gather the way we do? And how can we gather in such a way that the Lord would be glorified? Now I have to take a few minutes to share from my own personal experience. Just because it may help you understand why, uh, how I came to see or understand these So when I was growing up, uh, I, I was in my youth, in my high school youth, uh, I still was not a believer. Uh, but I did attend and I was very involved in a denominational Christian church. Uh, this is a fairly good denomination. The teaching is pretty good. Well, I mean on paper the teaching is good. Um, so I was involved and in the youth I sang in the choir. And my two sisters, we sometimes carried the whole thing, the little youth choir. My sister Linda was a soprano, my sister Beth was the alto, and I was either tenor or bass. 
The truth is the choir director always filled in on the bass side while he's conducting. Let me paint a picture. The youth choir only performed on the big events. But a couple little things. Because we're in the choir, we wear robes. And as the service begins, we process in. And we don't just sit in regular chairs. We go right by the regular chairs. Pass the pulpit. Up into that holy place. The choir sits in that holy place between the organ uh, pipes. And we get to listen to the sermon from the back. So we're watching the whoever's sharing, you know, from the back. This may seem like silly things, but they're actually not so silly. I used to be proud of the fact that I really tried to listen to the sermon. Because I knew most of the people weren't listening at all. So we also knew the hallways, you know, that you can come in and out. We knew where the baptistry was. Anyway, so outwardly, um, things looked very good. I had friends there. I was on the basketball team. We had a youth group. We did a great Halloween party. <laughs> but I can honestly say, looking back, that, that there really was nothing of Christ in it. The words were spoken. The Bible was read. The hymns and things we sang were of Christ. But I don't know of any anybody, including the pastor at that time, that they were actually believers. Now this might be hard for some of you. Some of you have come from places where you just had no Christianity, and when you come, there's just life. There are many places where there was life and there's teaching and then things become tradition and then things keep going on. And it's true throughout, certainly in this country. 
And here's the point. In high school, I began to seek or be interested in God. But I looked around and I didn't find anything among my friends and the adults. There was nothing transcendent, nothing where they were living for the Lord. They were just good people. And really, the whole thing was like a social club. That's the important part. It was a human institution. They had organization, 有, leadership, activities, positive things to do, 也有好像一些, lots of friends, 啊, 也有许多的朋友, and Jesus was spoken of, but it was empty. In other words, it's what humans can do anytime. We can create clubs. We can create institutions. But it doesn't mean there's anything of God in them. It's just the way we do things, people do things. So, if we have an institution like that, an organization like that, what does it express? It just expresses the ways and the strengths and the characteristics of those people. It can express man's ways, even if it's some of it's good, some of it's not. So that experience uh, affected me a lot. And still, it affects me because I sense that we can always, a group of people can always fake it. <laughs> or even more subtle, we can be following the Lord, doing things the Lord has shown us, and then it can become tradition and done just to do it. We can do things that are good, and yet we've somehow left the Lord out. So these things made an impression, even as I really was seeking the Lord the first time. And thankfully, I did meet real Christians. And when I met them, it shocked me. 
I had a teacher who said he knew the Lord. No one talks like that. 那个教导的老师说他认识神，认识认识神。那我从前没有人敢这样说。And he even described a fellowship where they would get together and share and worship the Lord freely. 所以他也在那里描述说，他这些弟兄姊妹聚在一起，很自由的在这里敬拜，来这里分享神。And even before I visited that fellowship, the fact that there are people that met like that seems so impressive to me. 所以就在我还没有真正去访问他们之前，我这样子听到他们这样的聚集，就非我就非常的感觉非常的惊讶。It sounded real。就对我来讲，这是一个真实的事情。So that's some background。所以这就是我的背景。Now,、uh, sorry to spend so much time. Now let's switch back and let's look at the Lord speaking of a narrow way. 所以很抱歉，刚才花了这么多时间，但是我们回到这个经节，主耶稣这里讲到一个窄路。In Matthew 7, we just read it. Jesus speaks of this narrow way that leads to life. 那刚才我们所读的马太福音第七章，主耶稣在这里讲到一个窄门，他永引到永生。Matthew 7, verse 14. 马太福音七章十四节。For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. 讲到这门是窄的，呃，路是小的，找的人也少，引到永生。Now we normally think of this verse related to salvation, you know, coming to Christ. 通常我们会以为这个经节是是关于福音的，是领人归向主，能够得到生命。And wide is the way to destruction and death. You know that. 啊，我们知道那个大的路、宽的路是引到灭亡的。But this phrase, uh, the way is narrow that leads to life, is very big. 但是呢，这个窄门。引到生命，那个是确实大的。It's life is a huge word. 因为这个所谓的大，就是说这个生命这个字非常的大。And the Lord's way is narrow. 但是主的道路却是狭，却是窄的。But it leads to tremendous life. 但是这个窄的路却引到那个大的那个生命。And this applies to us together corporately. 那这个经节用到我们身上，就是可以用到我们团体聚在一处的身的事上。The way we meet can either limit or express Christ. 虽然我们这样聚在一起窄窄的路，但是却可以在这里彰显神。So what is this narrow way? 所以什么是这个窄的路呢 ？The way of the church. 就是教会的道路。Well, let me just mention a couple things. It's not based on experience. 那我来。再来讲一些不是不是跟那个过去的经验有关的。Based on the experience I described, and also based on looking at the New Testament, both the Acts examples in Acts, and also the words of the apostles. 根据呃使徒行传，以及根据呃书信你所所描述的。Here are some things that should not be in this way. 在这里，他讲到一些有些事情不该在这个路里头的。啊、uh, ，在这样我们聚集的一个路。One of them, I believe, is the Old Testament priesthood. 啊、uh, ，一个就是在旧约里头讲到那个祭司。And basically, that boils down to a separation of priesthood and laity. 所以在旧呃旧约里的祭司。体系讲到有这个祭司，他一个是一个分别的一个阶级，跟别的一些呃一些的子民就分开来。And it's very prominent in the Old Testament. It had its place. 
But in the New Testament, what do you find? The Lord making us all priests. And yet, we have brought that forward. And that's why we have a separation between those who go to seminary and are trained and then the rest of us. But as we really study the New Testament, we find that's not there. And it's not part of that narrow way of life. So remember those robes? I got to wear the robe. And teachers with degrees wear robes. Now we have to be understanding. We're not going to judge everybody who has to wear a robe. But the point is, the robe symbolizes a separation that the Lord doesn't intend in the body of Christ. The same would apply for ceremonies and traditions that you see in the Old Testament. Do you know that church I would sing in the choir, it was shaped like a cross. Many, 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 many buildings in the world are shaped like a cross for that reason. And that upper level where, where I was joking about, but it is sort of, it's a mimic of the Holy of Holies. It's like trying to be the temple. So somehow these old old structures and traditions have come forward and is mixed in, in Christianity. But there's a whole other side, and that is the business-like roles and titles and organizations. What would you feel if you came here and the place was organized and run just exactly the way your company is? There might be a few of you here going, well, actually that might be better. But the point is, is this place run like a human organized organization? For example, how does business train people? They send them off to school or they go to training classes? 
Should we follow that? And so there are many other things we would not expect or don't see in this narrow way in Scripture. Another thing you'll see in human institutions even among believers is that we will group in such a way that we're with people like ourselves. That's what clubs do. You know, they have something in common. But in the body of Christ, we're a family. And we don't choose our family members. In fact, sometimes we don't even like our family members. There's some of you, if you got to know me well, you really wouldn't like me. But tough. We're family. I got you and you got me. We don't choose. But the human way is to say, okay, let's just group with the people we like. It's so much easier. So those are some some of the negative things we, we don't want to see or we don't see in the way that the Lord describes. What, what do we see in the New Testament? What do we see in, in the early church? What should be the truth, the reality in our midst? One thing is that everyone should be participating as saints together. We are a royal priesthood, so that means everyone is. Another thing is that the gifting of God uh, and leadership should emerge from brothers and sisters. Train someone to be a prayer, I'm sorry, a visitation person. People with a heart do it. And life is lived out and others recognize it. And even with organization and authority, there needs to be authority, but it should have two characteristics. Somehow we need to be submitting to Christ as head. That he can really lead us. And then unlike in human authority, which is all based on roles and committees and 
people having certain uh, power. In our midst, we should find that this authority is from above, but it also comes from inside out. In other words, it comes from the life of Christ in you and I is expressed in our midst. The authority of Christ can be just as present in one of the classrooms upstairs as it can in a brother's meeting. So those amazing phrases, chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, they all presume that we are all active. The big problem with the, the priest-laity division is it causes believers to become passive. So we label everyone and say, that person does this, that person does that, I just do nothing. I help to set up the chairs, that's my job. And someone else says, yes, you have a gift for that, that's your gift, brother, you are a chair setter-upper. That's so limiting. These phrases imply every single person is active in worship and serving one another. Look at that example of Stephen. They picked him to help give food to the widows, right? And you read a few verses later is what he's doing. He's preaching the gospel and people are saved. So if they had said, look, you're serving, the, uh, you're, serving the, you're serving food and put the label on. Food server. That's it. That would have been terrible, but of course it wasn't that way. He was serving the Lord in, in the way uh, Christ empowered him. So, let me put it this way. We want, in this place, to assume, for everyone to assume that you're going to do it. In other words, your idea, your assumption, is that at some point, you are going to share the gospel with somebody. At some point, you're going to lead a Bible study. 
that you often are going to open up in prayer. That you might baptize someone. That you will visit someone who's suffering and have a living word for them. The assumption should be for all of us that the Lord could use every one of us in those ways. And then we put ourselves into his hands and say, Lord, you do it. And then he's free to lead us and move us. And it may be for a time the Lord gives you a special heart to, to serve in one way. And five years later the Lord gives you some, something else. Some of you quiet brothers should be up here. And Think about it. Not just his translation, that's one thing. Why do you assume you're not? That's what it's about. Assume the Lord is going to use everybody. And make ourselves available. Now I'm I'm talking way too long on some subjects, so I'm gonna have to skip some things. But I, I do have this picture in our midst that when we come and gather like this, it is so easy to slide off into tradition and socializing and other things that it's like walking on a railroad uh, rail. How many have walked on a railroad rail? It's fun, right? But it's so easy. Well, unless the train is coming, of course. Then you're just It's so easy to just go off one side or the other. And sometimes in our midst, it just is, it's so hard, this narrow way, this rail. So someone could come in our midst and visit us. Someone really with a heart for the Lord. And they come and say quietly, say, mm, it's so chaotic in your meeting. It'd be better if you organize it a little more. Maybe if you had a prayer leader. Or a program. Then it wouldn't be so chaotic. Or people might come in and say, why are you doing all this translation? Be just, just have a Mandarin meeting 
Futchalese and an English meeting and a Brazilian meeting. Right? That's the normal human institutional way to do things. And we'd have to say, in many ways, that would be easier. But the Lord says, I want you on this rail. I want you depending on me right here. If you slip off, it may still look good, but you're off. And we're off. What are we doing? We're trusting ourselves. We're doing it the way that people know how to do it. And who gets left out? So I could give lots of other examples, but I won't. The narrow way is hard, but it's God's will, and it's the way of life. That narrow way is full of real life. Not the appearance of life. The real thing. And of course, it involves dependence on the Lord. And it involves the cross. So the Lord asks us to find this narrow way that leads to life. And I'm trying to describe how that looks in our midst. A few months ago when I when I was uh, thinking about these things a little bit. The Lord uh, sort of gave me an illustration. Now this is not biblical, so you just take it for what it, what it is. Uh, when I lived in Japan, uh, as a child and then as in college, uh, one of the things I saw often, well, not often, in the spring is the cherry blossoms. My, my dad was a professor at a university there in Tokyo. I used to use international Christmas. Well, forget all that. Anyway, in the front entrance of the university were cherry blossom trees that were planted decades ago. And when those blossoms came into bloom, and you know with cherry blossoms, it's only about two or three days maximum they peak. Uh, when that happens, thousands of people would come from all, many, many places just to walk up and down that street. Now, for those who have experienced that, you say, I know what they're I know why that's so special. 
对于一些比较呃了解这个情形的人，你就会说哦，我知道为什么这样会有这样的情形。There are lots of blooming trees, lots of fruit trees bloom. 因为有很多的树其实都会开花的。They can be very beautiful. 那也非常的美丽。A cherry blossom tree is really special. 但是樱花的盛开是非常的特别。Let's just say there's a cherry blossom glory. 让我们这样想象说，樱花盛开有它的荣耀。And you don't know it unless you've seen it. You don't know unless you've stood there and just gone, wow. Now it's also very fragile because if the rain comes down, it's gone. 它也是非常的脆弱，因为若是有下雨的话，它马上就落到地上。If the trees aren't healthy and they have ugly branches, forget it. 如果那个树不健康，那个就非丑陋的树，那你就也没什么好看。Everything has to be right. 所有的事情都好像必须要为那个时刻来预备。So. A few months ago, I was thinking back to when I was there in college. I lived near a place with cherry blossom trees. So I was thinking back to when I was there in college. I lived near a place with cherry blossom trees. So I was thinking back to when I was there in college. I lived near a place with cherry blossom trees. So I was thinking back to when I was there in college. I lived near a place with cherry blossom trees. And by the way, that was not in the digital age, so every picture cost money. I know you young people can't relate. You can just fire, fire, fire. So what? But I was spending my money or my parents' money on every shot as I tried to capture cherry blossom glory. So you can imagine that at that time there was no digital camera. It was a real picture. If you wanted to take a picture, you had to pay a lot of money for that picture. So I had to try to take all the blossoms of the cherry blossom. I had a stack of pictures of blossoms. So I had a stack of pictures of blossoms. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. God's creation. But they're just blossoms. Well, then I step back and take pictures of the branches, right? Bigger, bigger pictures. 或者我就往后退，我就可以照那个树树树本身。So I have stacks of those too. 所以我有一叠那样树的树的相片。Even when you step back and take a picture of the whole scene. 如果虽然你可以离远一点照整个那样子花的这个。It can't, it can't be captured. 那其实你实在没有办法真正抓住。So how does this relate? 那就。那就跟我们今天的主题有什么相关呢 ？Here's how it relates. 啊，是这样子有关联的。Those individual blossoms are like individual Christians. 那一朵一朵的樱花，好像就像我们一个一个的一一个一个的基督徒。Each one is beautiful. 我们每一位都是美丽的。Right? There's the Lord. His Christ's life is there. 因为有基督的生命就在那里。A child of God expressing the life of God. Because God's children are just there expressing God's life. But there's something different and much, much greater 
The glory of the tree is much greater than just the blossoms. Even if you have a branch that's full of life, that's still not enough. Somehow when the full tree is in bloom, the way God designed, there's a glory there. So the analogy for us is when we're together. When we're actively part of this way of life, there is beauty in each one of us as a child of God. But that there is a glory, a presence of Christ that's only there when we're together. If we just have human institutions, we express man. But wouldn't it be wonderful that as we're together, because the Lord is working through us, that we would express Him? We can have lots of life in that we could have a branch over here, there could be good teaching, or a branch over here of certain kinds of ministry. But what it's like to have the, the full tree. And for us that would mean it would have to be Christ is free to express himself fully. So that's cherry blossom glory. But notice about it, when you when you see that cherry tree, you just know there's something there. And among the God's people, that's the way it works. Last week Dana was speaking about how the miracle of having people's eyes open. So if the Lord is working that miracle in someone's life, they're going to have their wow moment when they sense Christ. This is more than a club. This is more than an organization. This is more than people together because they speak the same language. There was a glory there. I think I've met the Lord. 
Right, let's finish off by looking at that verse in chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. 在末了的时候，我们读彼得前书第四章。And we'll start at verse eight. 从第八节开始。We'll just read through, but notice, notice the focus on the Lord getting the glory, but also notice it's all about you and me being active, actively participating. 当我们就这样读过一次的时候，我们注意是主在这里做，而且注意我们每一个人要参与参与这里头的。Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. 最要紧的是彼此切实相爱，因为爱能遮掩许多的罪。你们要互相款待，不发怨言。As each of you has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. 个人要照所得的恩赐，彼此服侍，做神百般恩赐的好管家。Brothers and sisters, don't ever read that verse again without saying that applies to you. 弟兄姊妹，啊，若是你不能觉得这个经节是针对你的话，那你就不要再去读它。This isn't for some somebody else。你不要觉得说这是为是是用在人家身上的。Each one of us。这个经节是用在我们每一个人身上的。And then as the Lord enables us, verse eleven。所以当十一节讲到主。Whoever speaks, it is to do so as one speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves, it is to do it so as one serving by the strength which God supplies. 若有讲道的，要按着神的圣言讲；若有服侍的，要按着神所赐的力量服侍。It's all about each one of us being on that narrow rail. 所以就好像我们每一个人就要是走在那个呃窄路的那个火车的轨道上。Depending on God, so you have to be relying on God. Having Him help you do whatever it is He's asked you to do. 就是使他要求他能够照着他所帮助你的做每一件事情。Because you're on that rail, you know it's not your strength. 因为你走在那个轨道上，你就知道不是你自己的力量。You know you don't belong teaching somebody. 你也知道你不是说只是教导人而已。Except that God has enabled. It's, it's letting Christ do it. 能够让基督来做 in each one of us. 那么在我们每一个人身上做 And now we get the result. 那样子的话，我们就会得到一个结果。Verse twenty. 就是 verse eleven. 十一节的后半段 So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever. 叫神在凡事上因耶稣基督得荣耀，原来荣耀全能都是他的，直到永永远远。阿门。If we do things the human way, there is no glory for God. 若是我们只是照着人的方法来做，啊，对神来讲没有荣耀。But if you or I are on that rail 
saying to the Lord, I don't belong here, but you call me here and you're enabling me. Then Christ is doing it. It's Christ's life manifest. And the glory goes to God. Nothing for us. We don't want it. We want Him to be glorified in our midst. The cherry blossom glory should be Christ's glory in our midst. What a wonderful, honored place we have. We're part of this royal priesthood. And it does affect what we do when we gather together. We may do things in sort of a strange way here. But we want to be in His hands. So that He can have His way. Let's have a few prayers to close the time. As the Lord leads. 都是主带领你，我们有一些的祷告。